scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between uh, throwing it down as the Thursday night to throw down has uh, begun, and you know how we do it on a Thursday night throwdown. Teddy, Teddy Cover steps up and in straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we've got a lot of action to cap uh, this evening. Major League uh, Baseball playoffs uh, continue, and uh, records in history uh, were made earlier in the day uh, today. It has been one of those days. The Houston Astros, uh, the Houston Astros live to play another day again and uh, suddenly it looks like the Houston Astros have a little bit of momentum and confidence going in the American League Championship Series. But it's the first game in playoff history. And we've been playing baseball a long time, guys. We talked about this. We've been playing baseball a hell of a long time. First game in playoff history in which the first at-bat for a team was a home run and their last at-bat for a team was a home run. As, uh, that's that's what it was for the Houston Astros uh, today. And uh, the Astros get it done. Clayton Kershaw does not, although it doesn't just uh, land at Clayton Kershaw's feet here this evening. The Los Angeles Dodgers offense, and I use the term uh, loosely, uh, their offense was actually offensive. Uh, All right. And it reminds me of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 1976 when they asked John McKay um, about the execution of Tampa's offense. And he said, I'm all for it. And you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers right now up against it literally and figuratively, now are in must-win situations. And uh, not just must-win situations, but they're in must-win situations. Uh, Three games in a row as Atlanta wins 10-2 final score. Braves cash the ticket. Game goes over the number. Speaking of going over the number, Arkansas State and Georgia State, there was some confusion. And listen, if you can't trust the damn broadcast, who can you trust? And I tweeted when they said it, um, that this was the highest scoring Sunbelt game in the history of the conference. And I'm thinking, really? There's never been more than 83 points scored in the Sunbelt? Come on, man. There's 83 points scored in the Sunbelt every week. Uh, when it was all said and done, though, they put up 111. Arkansas State gets it done. 59-52. Wild, wild uh, football game. Looked like a video uh, game. We absolutely crushed it. Hit the end game over and over. We'll break that down. Teddy Cover steps up and in. Straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Steve Merrill steps up and in on the Thursday night throwdown tonight. This is Portray. And your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. <laughs> Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Trench late night. I am Renzi. Vent your rage. Teddy Covers will step up and in. Straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. 
Uh, we've got Steve Merrill kicking it with us because uh, Steve normally joins us on Fridays, although Steve's been joining us for about uh, 15, 16 years now or so, whatever it's been. So whatever, Steve's joined us on a lot of different days at a lot of different times. But, you know, we kind of have a roving rotation uh, right now. Uh, Steve Merrill's uh, been slotted into the Friday night uh, slot. Tony Finn uh, as well. We've got a solid Friday night uh, show going with Merrill and Tony Finn. But uh, Merrill's Merrill's out uh, tomorrow night, so he's in tonight uh, here. Uh, we'll probably get Big Man on campus on. Big Man used to be on, on uh, Friday night, so whatever it is, what it is. Uh, we had a great game time decisions talking basketball. We'll, we'll get some basketball a little bit later on if we have time. Uh, but a lot of stuff uh, to get to. So, of course, tonight the uh, Buffalo Bills should have been playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, there was no NFL football tonight, uh, thanks to the Tennessee Titans. And um, the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs will be playing on Monday, 5 o'clock Eastern, guys. All right? So, you know, I know we've had some of these Monday night doubleheaders already um, this year, but this one's a little bit different. They're starting a lot earlier. All right? A lot earlier. So, uh, 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock for uh, people on the West Coast uh, for this, this Bills and Chiefs game. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, have acquired and signed Le'Veon Bell. As, uh, of course, uh, Bell was uh, released uh, by the New York Jets uh, earlier in the week. It didn't take long uh, for Bell to find a team uh, that uh, wanted him to uh, to be on, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it really is amazing, isn't it? Like, the Chiefs are sort of like the new Patriots. You know, basically, people want to be with winners. And winners can handle uh, players that might be considered, you know, might be considered, um, you know, a problem or distraction to some other coaches. Like Andy Reid, I I would imagine if you did a player's poll that Andy Reid is the most popular coach in in the National Football League. Like, you know, like Andy Reid's players love him. Like, they, it's different. You know what I mean? I don't know if the Bills players love Sean McDermott. They play for him. I mean, McDerm, you know, McDermott's more like a cop. Like, McDermott's like that hard-ass type of football coach. Andy Reid's the father figure. And if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they've had a lot of players with, with personal issues, with arrests. I mean, you know, they've stood by Tyreek Hill. And, you know, Le- Le'Veon Bell's not a bad guy. Le'Veon Bell's never done anything. But like, you know what I mean? Like, well, what's he ever really done? He held out in Pittsburgh. He went bowling. He went bowling in New York last year, and they made a big deal about it. But the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they just get more talent. And, you know, it's just a one-year deal, so he's there for the year. It is what it is. And uh, now they have the Fresh Prince of Hilaire and uh, Lev Bell. Oh, yeah, and Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And Sammy Watkins and Nicole Hardman. Yeah, they're pretty stacked. And the Buffalo Bills have to deal with this. Uh, but uh, Bell will not be able to play on Monday. Normally he would. Like, there's no rule that he, he couldn't play, but there actually is a rule that he can't play due to coronavirus, uh, due to COVID, which is another stupid rule right now because if he doesn't have it, if he didn't have it with the Jets, then why would he have it suddenly now with the Chiefs? 
But basically, he's got to get tested five days in a row with the Chiefs. He's got to be a member of the Chiefs and then pass a test five days in a row before he's allowed to participate. Um, so that's that, that means he will not. And I was upset about this earlier due to the Tennessee Titans, and I'm thinking, man, the Bills should have played the, the, the Chiefs tonight, and now they play the Monday, and now they're going to have Le'Veon Bell. Except they won't because of the five-day mandatory um, testing. It's like, how the hell is anyone supposed to know these rules, right? I mean, Nick Saban didn't even know the rules about communication. We talked about this last night, but in typical Alabama and SEC fashion, (laughs) Nick Saban might have coronavirus, but he wants to coach. And they're not ruling it out now. Now they're saying, well, he can coach. He's got to have three consecutive negative tests. That's what we're doing here, people. That that's you know that that's what we're doing here. So yeah, he has it, but you know he might not have it by Saturday. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Like, really, is it a good idea to put a 68 year old man around a bunch of other people when we all know he has coronavirus? Yeah, yeah, but he's not feeling that bad, you know. And like, you know, and it's a big game against Georgia and everything. Football, football is uh, football is. Football is life, man. You know what I mean? Let's just be real. It amazes me the things that people will do for a football game. Uh, Mike Zimmer, all right? So Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Say what you will about him at times. He's too conservative and whatnot. Guy's actually usually an ATM machine. It's hard to cover spreads when you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. But Mike Zimmer... If you ever, like, question this guy and, like, think, oh, yeah, this guy. Mike Zimmer has eye issues, right? He's got an issue with one of his eyes. And, like, it's bad. He's had two surgeries. Remember, like, he's had to miss games um, due to it. They told him after he had an eye surgery, he said, can I coach this week? They said, no, you can't. They said, no, no, you can't. Like, no. And they and he said, "Wow, well, what are the ramifications if I do? What happens if I do? If I go to work this week?" They told him, "You'll lose. You'll you'll go blind. You'll lose your eye. Like you will lose your eye, and uh, we'll have to put a glass eye in." He said, "All right, sign me up. We'll do it for a regular season game." Mike Zimmer was willing to lose his eye to coach a regular season game. That's whack, man. Listen, man, like I'm as hardcore. I'm very hardcore. I've done shows like I chopped my finger off. I've done shows like through sickness. I did shows, I believe, through coronavirus in New York City, uh, et cetera. But like, really, you're going to lose your eye for what, coach? People don't even remember. Me and Cam didn't remember who played last night. <laughs> and we won the bet. We're like, oh, yeah, we won the bet. Who was it? Uh, and both me and Cam choked. We're like, uh, Coastal Carolina, who did they beat? We're like, I don't know. Can't, can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Like, like, honestly, coach, oh, yeah, you manned up. Trust me, nobody cares, all right? That's the thing. And I, rem- I, you know, I try to tell myself this in the end, too. Nobody cares about your sacrifice. Nobody cares in sports about like, your sacrifice and stuff, all right? Earl Campbell, one of the greatest running backs of all time. The guy's got major problems right now. Well, yeah, where are the Houston Oilers fans? Well, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, and? 
Guy can barely walk now. He's got financial issues. You helping him out? No. Right? It's but it's amazing to me how people like expect people like to sacrifice their their lives. Listen, I I totally get it. Play injured, and you know what? Yeah, I messed up my knee. I got a limp for the rest of my life. But you know, you're making twenty eight million dollars a year. You're supposed to. There's there's there should be some damage. There should be some sacrifices. You it comes with the territory. But the old risking a life thing and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like to lose eyesight. Nobody cares. Yeah. Ask Julian Assange. Oh, you did a great, great service. Anyone care about him now? Edward Snowden? It's like, yeah, dude, you ruined your life. Whatever, man. <laughs> you were viral for two minutes online, and now you're living in Russia for the rest of your life until they decide to take you out. So, like, yeah, good for you. What, like, you know, these people that step up and, oh, I'm not doing this for the greater cause. Nobody cares about anything, all right? They care about the new iPhone. They don't care. Sports Rage Late Night. Bring it. Then your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MBA. Mm-hmm. Versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Day. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We must consider many things. The wind. Oh, not the wind. Is blowing out of the west. Oh. At five. Miles per hour. Not. Oh, this is ridiculous. What am I supposed to do? Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Renzi throwing it down. As uh, we got Teddy Cover straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, who I'm sure uh, appreciates the good old-fashioned uh, pick lines, the coach's hotline. And, uh, of course, you know, by the minute and uh, the talking in slow motion. I told the story before, Teddy. I got into it with my ex-girlfriend. I'm sitting there, and she comes in rage. My, my ex-girlfriend, this is years ago, like, obviously with the, with the score lines before the Internet existed even. And my ex-girlfriend, Teddy, had attitude with me for, like, all day. You know what I mean? Like, she's saying, you know, just like over the top, like more than usual type thing. And finally, I'm like, listen, this, you know, what's going on here? Is something bothering you? And uh, she busts out the phone bill. And she's like, you know, look at this. There's like $300, $380. She goes, you're disgusting. You're calling these sex lines. And you know what I mean? When 976. And she goes, these are phone sex numbers. I'm not stupid. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm sitting there. I'm like, they're not phone sex numbers. She didn't believe me. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, let's let's dial one right now. <laughs> we dialed her number. Hello, you've reached the coach's hotline. <laughs> In tonight's North Carolina Duke game. <laughs> and then and she looks, she goes, so I don't know what's worse. Like, so you're, it's not pornography, but she goes, you're a degenerate gambler. <laughs> 
she goes, I knew you bet, but she goes, you're paying calling these lines. Like, well, you know, the guy was on a streak, you know, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> I know the score. <laughs> you got to know the score, man. That's, I mean, it's, it's amazing how much we take for granted. Like, you know, knowing the score of the late game now, but that Simpsons clip from, I mean, well, it's gotta be 30 years old now. I swear. It still makes me laugh every time, you know, thin, yeah, Cincinnati. We know, we know <laughs> the wind's blowing out at five knots. <laughs> you know what the worst was clip, it? Man. If you called the score line and you were in a bar or you're out and you missed the score you wanted, you had to go through the loop again. It was like, Oh, oh God, true, I just dude. missed it. I'm like, I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Hold on. Fresno. And I'm like, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I got to stay on for another loop. I got to go through every score in every league now. <laughs> And that's Saturn. I mean, Saturdays is the day that that would happen. You know, is the is the day that just you know, but there's a bajillion scores and you're you know waiting. And what are you paying? Like you know, I don't know. I mean, the score lines weren't that bad. They're only ninety nine. They weren't like the phone sex lines. They were like you know five bucks a minute. These are I was a degenerate, cents. Teddy. I called them a lot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For three hundred eighty bucks in one month, man, you must. You were calling at the too? end of the night. True story, same girl. Like, we had trust issues, obviously. Same same girl. I went to a movie with her, and I'll never forget. I, I said Fresno because Jerry Tarkany was coaching a Fresno at the time. And I was in sure. trouble. I was in, I was in over my head and stuff. And I literally had, like, I had $20,000 credit at that time, and I was down thirteen. And I was kicking the can down the road, Teddy. I really didn't have it. I was, oh, I don't know, next week. Well, you know what I'm what I mean? Like, Wait, it, you with a 20 dime credit limit at that, at that day and age, there's not a chance you're going to be, you know, you're going to be, uh, be able to pay. Like what, when, when the man comes to collect, there's going to be a little problem yeah. at 20 dime. Yeah, and I got the call. Like I got the call, Teddy. Like we had to pay on Fridays. <laughs> I got the call on like the Tuesday. And it was like good guy, bad guy. One of them was cool, and the other guy was like wanted to break my legs, right? <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, that's the way I used to work it. Yeah, so yeah, the good guy calls and he goes, "Listen," he goes, "Yeah, my partners are kind of coming down on me here on this, and you know, you're good, but you know, you can't. We need more because I used to just give them a couple of dimes, and yeah, yeah, you know, and sort of kick the can. And he said, "Listen, we're calling in the chips this week. We're calling it in." He goes, uh, you're at 13, 20 is the limit. And he goes, but we're serious. And he goes, you got to have it. I had about three or four on me, Teddy. And I was, I sat there and I was like, instead of being logical, what was I going to do? I was screwed, right? I was like, well, I'm already screwed. So what's the difference between 13 and 20? Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that was my attitude. I was like, what's the difference? So I literally laid, I didn't even play around, Teddy. I put the remaining seven on the Fresno State freaking Bulldogs, all right? And I went to sure. a movie with the same girl. She knew I was gambling. She had no idea. Like I was like, you know, I was in this deep and I was betting these, like these numbers and stuff. So I got seven dimes on a Fresno state game. I'm at the movie. I tell her I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in a second. You're going to miss the movie. I'll be back. I go to the bathroom. Just go to the bathroom. <laughs> call the score hotline. All right. So again, later in the movie, I'm going to go, go get a drink. You need something like, so after like the third time, man, she followed me. Same thing. I'm on the phone, a pay phone <laughs> in the movie theater. She grabs the phone. She comes out. She sneaks up. She grabs the phone. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, <laughs> she said, 
Then, then she was concerned. She goes, you can't even get through a movie without calling a score hotline? And uh, I was telling her, it's a big game, baby. You know, it's like, you know, it's Jerry Tarkanian in Fresno State. <laughs> like I was trying to... For the record, I won the game. I won the game. I got yeah, hot. Yeah, that's the only thing anyone's worried about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a part of the story you want to know. It doesn't matter about, you know, hey, the girl, the girl. Yeah, I won the game. you win or lose? You know? I won. <laughs> And I found out on nice. a score hotline because there was no internet. <laughs> the New York Post. Sure. And, and well, I mean, that's other. I mean, a lot of times, and, and if there's a mistake, because sometimes there was mistakes, you know, worse where a score <laughs> would get recorded wrong, or a score would get would get the paper wrong, uh, and you wouldn't necessarily know about it immediately. <laughs> no, I know, I know. We could go on and on about this, but. You know, me and Teddy sure. were cut for the same the cloth, day. but back in the day, you know, Teddy, back in the day, I was so hardcore. The newspaper, the the overnight newspaper would come out at about 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning, you know, in between 2.30, yeah, yeah, 3. Sure. We live in the city, yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. city, exactly. I used to stay up and go to this diner that was near my place 24 hours because they were the first, first, like, all night 24-hour diner. Like, that, dude, the ink was still... Why? So I could get the Roxy line. I wanted to know the numbers before I went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, we laugh about it, uh, which I mean, you know, you did, you you did a couple of things wrong. So uh, (laughs) do not learn from these lessons, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you're going to make mistakes and uh, you try not to make too many of them too big. That's the whole thing, learning, learning from mistakes. I still make, we still make the mistakes, but, uh, you know, we learn from them. Uh, but, you know, we still like to have fun as well. And we had fun tonight, Teddy, because we had the over of the uh, the Sunbelt game. And I kept jumping in on the in-game over. I was like, ah, I'll go over 86 and a half. I'll go over 103 and a half. I'll go over 107 and a half. I got greedy with the 111 and a half, but we ended up going five and one in the game. Oh, you got one, you got hooked at the end? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's, I mean, what a way to no, end no, your no. night, dude! Getting hooked. On no, the no, last no, no, you know, no, I'm an idiot. You're gonna like this too, because Paulie Howard is the best dad ever. I thought is no, Teddy. I'm losing it, bro. I thought it was one eleven and a half, and it was one fifteen and a half on my phone, and I put the bet in. And then when I saw it on a laptop bigger, I was like, dear God! Like I thought it said one eleven and a half. So I'm actually happy that I didn't get middle, because then I really would have been mad that I lost money due to my eyesight, but. Uh, yeah, sure, Polly sure, Howard, sure. the best ad ever, Teddy, in Vegas on the radio. He goes, Hi, I'm Polly Howard. He goes, you ever been in a sports book and you can't read the tote board? <laughs> it was for a laser eye surgery. He goes, now I walk yeah, into yeah, the yeah, sports book, I can see the lines from the other side of the room. <laughs> it was great. Best ad ever. <laughs> Polly got his LASIK surgery from that guy, and he, he raved about him for years. Um and he was a big sponsor for years, for what it's worth. That's, gold. <laughs> That's just gold. All right, so I want to get into some NFL with you, but let's talk a little college right now. We've got a doubleheader uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Cougars and Cougars, BYU and uh, and Houston. Uh, Teddy, Houston's only played one game. BYU has uh, played, what, four games, kind of took the pedal off the medal in the 35 last week. What's your uh, impression of this Cougar-Cougar matchup? So I like the Cougars. <laughs> the blue or red ones? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, the red ones. 
the red ones. I mean, I'm not BYU started the season getting everybody in the right circumstance in the right location, and their statistical profile is just sick. All right, I understand. Hey, Louisiana Tech is a better team than and and. Uh, they're a decent team, perhaps, and BYU annihilated them. And Navy is a decent team, perhaps, and BYU annihilated them, too. So not only is their statistical profile really strong, they're also getting credit for not just beating Patsies. You know, hey, you've beaten a couple of decent teams. In my opinion, if you try to beat college football with betting statistics and statistical profiles, you're in trouble. Because there's no nuance involved in any of those numbers and beating college football is all about nuance. Yes. BYU is pretty good. Are they good enough to be laying five on the road at Houston? No, that's the only reason that price is where it is is because BYU has this impressive stat sheet and Houston came out last week. You saw that game, you know, or we, I mean, a lot, a lot of people saw that game. Yep. Was it 24 to 7? They, they, they took the turnover city. Once they on. started clicking, they started clicking. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll hit yep. this on the other side. Sportsmemo.com and a house wager talk. Me, Teddy covers. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports race late night continues. Teddy covers uh, kicking it with us straight from the strip in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. Sportsmemo.com uh, and uh, give a shout out to my boy Rob Vino. Got to get him on the show. I'm a big fan of uh, Rob. Uh, love his uh, love his breakdowns. Uh, Wager Talk uh, TV. Of course, Tony Finn will be with us uh, tomorrow night. Steve Merrill will be stepping up and in. A little bit uh, later on, BYU and Houston on the board uh, tomorrow night. We got not one but two college uh, football games. BYU lay five and a half at Houston. And as you stated, Teddy, it's one thing, you know, BYU are in good circumstances, good situations. But uh, let's let's just quickly on this, wrap this one up. We'll get to the next one, get to some NFL. But um, what about, like, the, the talent on the Houston Cougars? Because we heard about all these transfers and these JUCO guys. And, you know, they had a lot of talent. And we saw... Once they started to dial it up and turn it up a notch, Teddy, it took them about a quarter, a quarter and a half or so, and then in that second half, there was no turning back, right? Um, so what, what do you make of this Cougar team? They look, they do look pretty talented. 33 transfers, uh, and I grade them out as every bit as talented as BYU. So from a pure talent standpoint, uh, Houston at home is supposed to be a one- or two-point favorite in this game, and instead they're a five-point dog because of BYU's profile. Enough said. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. End of argument. It'll it'll win or lose, but uh, I, I I do think I have an edge with Houston. Tomorrow. <laughs> I already have the Cougars. I already have the Cougars in my pocket. So that's right, Teddy. I love you, Teddy. Teddy, I feel the same way. Like I told someone the same thing the other day. 
I'm like, well, I'm just going to win or going to lose. I don't know. Like, whatever happens. And I told him, I'll live with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll move on. As you get older, you realize that, 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 like, you pick the side <laughs> and you move on with your life, right? <laughs> it's, it's just the worst. So uh, someone was asking me, you know, so you've been in Vegas for 20 years. What's the number one lesson you learned? You know, and I'm like, you know what I've learned? I've learned how to lose. And it sounds horrible. You know, that's not what you want to say if you're selling picks. It's not what you want to say if you're petty. But, but that's the truth of it. I've learned how to lose better. Uh, sometimes, you know, you know, uh, that's that's the lesson that allows you to stay in the business as long as as long as we have. Uh, yeah. the, the losing's not as hard now as it once was. No, no, and that's not what good. clients I, ever want to hear. I can shake yeah, them up pretty know, good. I lost like six, six, seven hundred the other night, Teddy. I was mad, like I was madder than usual. Just I wasn't mad about the money. I was mad about being wrong. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, you know, it bothered me. And I realized how I matured because I went, I went outside, and uh, I got distracted by a cute dog on the sidewalk. I was like, oh look at that dog. I was like, man, that dog's great. <laughs> and I was like, ah, life's good. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, it's good to be alive. <laughs> I was just sort of, you know, and I was like, what's what's on the board tomorrow? So that's that's why I look at it as well. But that's the way you have to do it. I mean, you have to be able to. The losses are inevitable. The goal is yeah. get your money in with the best of it, and, and uh, expect over the long term you're going to make money. Sometimes you get on a nice hot streaks and make a bunch of money fast, and that's you know that's. And the best thing is, Teddy. Me and Cam, I talked about this the other night. I went on a rampage about this the other night, and you even called me out. And you put me in my place, and you were right. I cried about a bad beat, and I and I said last night. Uh, I said, you know, because you lose by half a yard or half a point. It's not a bad beat. And in fact, I said, if your losses and you're not losing by half a yard and a half uh, a point every game you lose, then you're you're off. And I remember Malinsky told me that. I said, man, Dave, I said, man, all week I'm losing by half point, half point, half point. He goes, well, just, your picture good. You're just on the wrong side of the luck uh, factor here, right? And you know, there's a difference, and it's true. But everyone thinks as they lose a bet, somehow it's a bad beat. No, it's a bad bet. You just It, it didn't win. All right, so Essence, So speaking of to Houston, they played Tulane last week. Uh, we saw there was a boatload of points put up on the board. It's 64.5 the total here with SMU and Tulane. What about this one here? The Mustangs are 6.5-point road favorites. So I, I've seen Tulane play a handful of times now, and I continue. They have moments, you know, but they're, they're, they're not putting together 60 minutes of good football. Uh, they really aren't. And I'm not sure where that team's confidence is right now. Uh, they certainly don't. It's not like we're, we're the home fields are worth basically nothing this year. Uh, and there's a again when you talk about it, when you take the temperature of the betting market, the betting market's looking at SMU and going, yeah, here's this undefeated team, and they're out on the road in mid October. This is where a team like SMU suffers their first loss. And it, I don't know that I see it. <laughs> Uh, SMU again. What they go? You know, they won ten games last year. They won their first eight in a row. Um, I think SMU can outscore Tulane for sixty minutes, and I could only lay the points in that one uh, as opposed to taking the points with the Houston Cougars. Tulane became—they're like a trendy band, aren't they? You know what I mean? Where somehow, like, they had a nice thing. You know, they covered. It was like for three years in a row, people called them to be the, the up-and-coming team. They finally were half-assed sure. good one year. And then, like, people uh, cling to it, don't they, about Tulane being some covering machine or something. It's the coach. They, they, they like Willie Fritz. You know, they, yeah. Fritz is just a good – it's just a cool name for a coach. And 
He's yeah. got like that trendy name. Like, oh yeah, I like Willie. And everyone knows his name. Like Skip um, Holtz. The best record <laughs> yeah, Tulane's Skip. had for the last ten years is, is seven and six. You know, they haven't gone better than six and six in the regular season at any point in, in, in a ten year span. SMU's coming off a ten win season, uh, and they might do it again. Uh, I, I do think there's a little class difference there. I think the the the, the road favorite uh, price for SMU is warranted. Uh, looking at the National Football League, uh, guys, I see uh, there hasn't been a lot of line movement throughout the week in the NFL, uh, but I see some now. Uh, Minnesota Vikings now four and a half. It's been three and a half all week, and uh, Dalvin Cook's not going to be playing. So you know they and they're still up to four and a half. Of course, the Falcons finally fired uh, Dan Quinn. Raheem Morris is uh, taking over defensive coordinator. Uh, so we got a little little line movement there. The games that interest me this week the most: the Chicago Bears and the Panthers. Panthers one and a half point favorites now. The I tell you what, Teddy, the Colts have a ton of injuries. I don't know. I don't know if like you have the heart to take the Bengals on the road here, but the Colts really are decimated with injuries. But that Brown Steeler game, real interesting, plus three and a half. Odell Beckham was sent home, but Dr. Chow told us tonight he thinks Odell will be fine and uh, he'll he'll be playing. I actually think the Jags are a live dog this week. You know, I don't know. Like talking about teams laying on the on the road here. Should the Lions be laying three and a half points on the road? Talk to me about the NFL this week. Sure. I mean, there's a bunch of questions like that. You say to yourself, does the Lions be laying points? Can Miami lay eight? So here's your ugly dog uh, trend of the week. I'll put it that teams that are 0 and 5 in the NFL, yeah. 67%. ATS. I'm moving forward there. Bet on teams because nobody wants to bet them. So you say, yeah. So the rest of the season after week. five weeks? So not in week six. So yeah. 0 and 5 teams, the rest of the year, 67% of the clip, huh? Uh, hang on. Let me double check that because I don't want to give you a nonsense i want to give you accurate info so i know that there was a real that it was surprisingly strong yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you look it up espn did that tonight no, here it is. okay oh and five teams okay sorry this is this is specifically for week six okay oh yeah. and five teams since 1989 24 and 12 67 percent however i still remember from kevin o'neill's book from 20 years ago, and it's still valid. We were talking about the bad the teams that start 0-4, nobody wants them. Over the long term, if you take the teams that started 0-4 in their final 12 games, they too are a profitable subset, but you have to bet them blindly every game. And you have to bet, you know, the, the Jets and the Giants and the, <laughs> uh, and the other bottom feeders of the world. Um, I sort so, of flip on don't bet on bad teams. But you almost don't have a choice. Like, I, you know, I, I think when it comes to college basketball, you have a choice. There's like, you know, 340 teams or whatever. But, you know, in the NFL, bad teams cover point spreads. And, you know, that's just a fact of the matter. Are the, are the Jacksonville Jags a great team? No. But playing in Florida, in the sun, getting the Lions going there. Should the Lions be laying three and a half here, Teddy? Like I said, like the Jags aren't a good team, but I think they're in a good spot. There, so this is the, I mean, when you talk about games, the Lions have to win, you know, one would think that if the Lions don't make the playoffs or at least come close, that everything gets blown up in Detroit again. You know, the coach is gone. The GM is gone. The personnel has changed, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think Patricia can survive. So, 
when you have a team coming off a loss and coming off a bye, and now you're playing a bottom feeder. And look, I've watched the Jags the last two weeks. They're pretty bad. The last three weeks, actually, I've seen all three of those games. And they're pretty bad. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of teams that are that are that Jacksonville's better than. Um, and now they have kicking problems, too. Detroit's supposed to go down there and annihilate that team. Um, do you trust him to do it? No. Do I trust him to do it? No. And uh, could we see some mustache mania in the fourth quarter of this game, for uh, which no one would be surprised by? Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Would I talk you out of Jacksonville? No. Will I put the Jags in my pocket? No. A lot of no's. I think they're a good teaser. I think they <laughs> you look at them, they put together a teaser plus 10 and a half. What about the Packers and the Bucks? Uh, Devontae Adams is going to be back. Um, this week, one of the best uh, best players in the league, best one of the best wide receivers uh, in the league, he's going to be back. They're one point favorites at Tampa. I don't know. Like I've watched Tampa play. I don't. They're to me Tampa. They just look like a wild card team. You know, they're not good. They're not bad. They just sort of are what they are. They're better than average, but they're not on Green Bay's level, in my opinion. And you know, there's not really a home field advantage now. So. What do you make of this? Aren't they? Is this number? What, what do you make of the point spread? I'm looking at the Packers here. What do you What do you think? So let's talk about the teams that start out the like Green Bay with the four and O's, you know, and, and what their numbers look like. Uh, and this again, we can get for the Bills four and O or five and O, right? <laughs> um, you, since 1991, you're talking about what 42 percent ATS uh, way favorites. Four and ten against the number, uh, so it hasn't been great uh, for teams like the Packers. That again, coming off nothing but good, uh, and when you win four in a row and you go for your bye, it's a fat and happy time. I remember Green Bay coming out of their bye last year. You might remember that game. They went to San Fran for the first time, and it was just as bad as it was in the second time. Maybe that was a bad matchup for them, but they uh, came out of their bye week pretty flat. Uh, that concerns me here. But on the other hand, who do you want your money on these days, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in a pick em game? Um, in a pick em game. I, I can understand. Yeah. yeah uh, I can understand the Green Bay support there. But I, I don't know that I believe in the Packers yet. You know, I understand they went 13-3 and last year. I understand they went 4-0 and this year. The 4-0, and they haven't played a team as good as Tampa yet. I'll just leave it at that. Speaking of San Francisco, you know, people always don't believe in the Super Bowl loser hangover, but it's real, and we've seen it, you know, time and time and time and time again. And people, no, this team's different. That team, this team's different. No, they, they, they don't know. They're just too talented. A lot of people at San Francisco getting back to the Super Bowl uh, this year. Uh, so we only got 30 seconds before the break here, but statement game for the 49ers. Suddenly, they're three-point home dogs uh, this week against the Rams, Teddy. we got about 20 seconds before the break. I'm just going to, I mean, Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, uh, which, which in Rexburg, Jalen Hurts, Solomon Thomas, Kevin Coleman, Zeke Ansah, I mean, the D Ford, that's just some of the guys for San Fran or Hurts. It's not Super Bowl yeah. hangover. Their injury report is ugly. They did lose the first game, though, anyways. I think they, I think it's just their curse one way or the other this year. All right, we got a couple more minutes <laughs> with the, uh, the great Teddy Covers on the other side. Portrait Lightning.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait Late Night continues. I'm Arantz. We've got a couple of minutes left uh, with Teddy Covers. You can find him over at sportsmemo.com. Wager Talk, a bunch of videos over at uh, YouTube uh, as well. Uh, great stuff with Ralph Michaels, um, you know, the, the king of the numbers out there. And Ralph was all over. We were talking. I was on Twitter talking about the high-scoring game, and there's Ralph Michaels with some facts there, Teddy. Uh, game 56 games, <laughs> been over 100, 100 points without going to overtime. If there, there's a stat, Ralph Michaels knows it, Teddy. So he, I mean, that he's, he's got a database that basically has every game since I think about 1989 for sport after sport. And having a database is nice, but being able to play it like a maestro and come up with this stuff. Yeah, you need to know uh, how to read Ralph's it. pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. one thing to know. Exactly. Yeah, you, gotta... you have to query it correctly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's all, it's all SQL uh, queries and, and, uh, I, when I've got a question, let's let, 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 let me put it this way, because I do have questions once in a while. When I do have one, I email Ralph. <laughs> um, so I got a I question about that thing. the Buffalo Bills. Didn't like what I saw. It is what it is. I knew they weren't going 16-0. and 0, But, you know, it's just all year long, Teddy, that defense, it's been a problem. And I keep waiting and saying, well, nah, it's not really a problem. They're up by double digits and this and that. But it is a problem. Teams are able to throw yep. all over the Buffalo Bills. and. I want to get like a, a football X and Oak. I want to get a coach on and explain to me why they're playing two linebackers. McDermott's a defensive guru, but he's playing this scheme with two linebackers. Even when they were healthy, he was doing this and they're getting picked apart. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Like if they're trying to take away the big play and they're funneling stuff in the middle of the field, but it's not working. But nevertheless, you got a pissed off chief team coming in here. The bills are beat up. The bills are getting picked apart. Now you're getting Mahomes and all these weapons. Lev Bell won't be playing. Unfortunately, we got less than 30 seconds. Same, what, what do you make of this Bills uh, Chiefs numbers? Four and a half. Chiefs favored. Well, again, you look at the injuries. You know, Star Tutelele, EJ Gain, Josh yep. Norman. John Brown, uh, Trey White. Uh, uh, Jadavis White. You know, I mean, when you have significant injuries in your uh, Levi Wallace, in your, in your defense, it matters. Uh, that said, Chiefs are still overvalued. You can't back that SportsMemo.com, Wager Talk, the great Teddy Cover. Sports Rich continues. Bring it. 